Welcome to Earth School, a weekly podcast about weaving the healing journey artfully into life, hosted by B.B. Dalman and Rosalie McNally. This week is episode four, and we're talking about the healing journey. So hi, everybody, and welcome to this weekly episode of Earth Medicine. Um, it's a pleasure to gather here with you all again this week, and thank you for listening. So the healing journey is a bit of a can't be digested in thirty minutes, but we're going to we're not even going to try it. But we'll dip our toes into it. So we invite you to come with us on this journey of beginning to explore what the healing looks like, maybe what the healing journey means to us or to you. Um, just to allow yourself to open up to that space, um, because when we have the word earth medicine in our title it is about learning to navigate this world through the lens of healing um, but in a way that is supportive to all of us in a way that is unique to each of us um, so Sabella or Bibi sorry my dear so Bibi you're very welcome as always and anyway I always say you're very welcome as if I'm interviewing you or something like but one of us has to talk. So you're, it's lovely to have and share you, share with you in the space. Um, and I'd love, um, if you wish, to sort of start us off on the big question of how do you see the healing journey? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so welcome, everybody. Um, this, this is a big one, right, to squeeze that into 30 minutes. Um, the healing journey. I think before I even want to go to the healing journey, I just want to zoom out the way I look at, at, at everything is the idea that we're not broken. Yeah. You know? We're not broken. And in that way, we don't need fixing. But as a human being, as we're going through this lifetime, um, there is a byproduct that is happening with life um and just the way when we're a child and learning to ride a bicycle and we fall down and we scratch our knee and you know and sometimes it's just a light scratch and it just is enough if you're you know someone's given you a hug and you'll send you back off again and and sometimes you end up in you know in surgery <laughs> and it's a bit of a bigger thing um and to me this is sort of the healing it's just such a good image for the healing journey because to me uh having a sense of lightheartedness is so, so important because when we talk about the healing journey, we can get so quickly into super heavy terrain where we feel disempowered, where we feel we're broken, where we mm -hmm. feel we're not made for life. Um, but I actually think the healing journey, healing happens on a day-to-day -day basis. The moment when you, you know, you, you cut your skin and your skin starts mm -hmm. to heal back together. You know, you bang your elbow off something and, you know, you put your hand over it and, you know, and then the pain, pain goes. Um, but really the healing journey on, on that level is processing life. That's one way to, for me to, to look at the healing journey. Um, a maybe slightly more philosophical way <laughs> to look at it is, looking at these bumps in the road and these, you know, injuries that we pick up through those situations in life um, as an invitation to come into a more fully expressed version of ourselves. So in a way, um, and this has a slight astrological, you know, tone to it, but the way I look at a natal chart when we've been born, mm -hmm. there's all these different qualities in a certain particular mixture just for like a recipe in seed form present in us. Yeah. And then these seeds begin to grow and unfold. And so we get to discover more and more of ourselves. Um, and in order to unfold, sometimes we need an external trigger. And in order to unfold our kindness and our ability to forgive, most likely we need a situation where we naturally might not want to forgive someone. Our capacity to grow in courage and strength requires situations, well, that ask for courage and strength. And so to me, all of life really is a healing journey in that way, as in when I look at these situations that, I, that need investigation and that have shifted something in me and have asked me to grow and maybe I resist that growth and maybe I resist that forgiveness, um, to engage with life as if life creates a curriculum for us. 
so that we can grow into a more full expression of our energetical blueprint that is there in seed form for all of us. So we talk about healing journey. It is even in that context to me, it's a coming back home rather than a fixing something, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, that idea of fixing something and that somebody else knows, um, knows best has never quite sat right with me. It's Mm -hmm. a very, very personal journey. And it's a very subjective in a way undertaking. Um, but it also means we're never done, you know? And, uh, but to me that never done is actually something beautiful because if I was to stop here and be just me for the rest of my life in the exact expression, as I've landed up here, I get a pretty quickly bored of myself Mm. and from (laughs) developing life from this point, like I keep developing more of what I've already developed, which is you know, I love a lot of it and some parts I'm not so proud of, but you know, it's, it's not that bad in a way, but I think there's so much beauty and excitement to just even think that through the engagement in life, we being invited and opening up more and more parts of ourselves. Um, and to me, that is really the healing journey. So quite philosophical, <laughs> but you can bring it down to a daily, you know, you have a cut and bruise and knowing how to take good care of yourself in that level as well. Um, what about you, Rosalind? How do you, how, you know, in terms of context, but also then specific specificities. Mm, it's a, a juicy one. So what is the healing journey? Um, for me, it is, it always comes back to, Oh, it's such it's a word that's always used, but it is coming home to ourselves, and it's it's sort of going deeper and deeper into that remembering of the self. We often use the word "I don't feel like myself," you know, I'm just not myself at the moment, you know, and we use that language, and then we use a lot of language in around our lives that when we really actually listen to it, we're like, oh, I'm actually telling myself about where I am. Where, where my soul is in a sense, you know, I left the best part of me back in that relationship sort of thing. Like, you know, I've never been the same person since X, Y, Z happened, you know, like, so we're always speaking about our healing journey, but we don't realize that's, that's normal language. You know, we sort of, it sort of has been lost in the translation. Like, so when people chat to me, it's like, you know, it's, an, it's happening in every moment, like you said, but it's about coming back to myself and knowing that who who I am beneath all of the stuff maybe of who I thought I was, the roles I decided to play, the stories that I've been living and telling myself, the stories that have been put on me, the programming that has been given to me and t- I've taken that way as well. Like And the things that have been in my generational DNA and my ancestral line. But within all of that, they're ne- never seeing it as like, you know, God, I've all that to do. It's all my work sort of thing. Like, it's like, okay, these, these have all informed who I am to date and they all have done something really beautiful for me. Mm-hmm. They all had a purpose at a certain stage. Like, so for me, it's the constant learning that through all the healing journey is teaching me who I am at my core, who I always have been beneath all the layers of the dirty clothes in a sense. Like that's the way I describe it in class. It's like very simple. As in just think of the corner of your room where you put all the dirty clothes, but you've forgotten beneath all the dirty clothes, there's this beautiful crystal ball. But you can't see it anymore because it's sitting underneath there. Or you might get a wee glimmer every so often. And to me, it's like polishing that diamond access and that through whatever method you have in life. Like, And then the healing journey is that yet coming back home But to get back home, we have those periods of contraction, of initiation, of crossing thresholds, of getting squeezed a little bit in a sense, that way. But then also we know through the cycles of life that, okay, if I'm being contracted, then there will be that natural expansion. I might not know when, and it might not come when I think it should come, and it might not come in the way I think it should come, but it will be there like... And to me, through the experience of doing so much healing work is that that sense of knowing that that's there is what keeps me going. Not in a sense of, like it's I'm looking for it or the sense of, oh, when I get there or, you know, I'm, I'm lacking now, but as in no matter what's meeting me in my life that I can go, okay, if this is here. There's something in this for me that way like and whatever way I choose to look at it so I can see it's been given to me so at least I can interact with it but I also know that behind that 
that even if I can't see it now and can't put my bloody two hands on it and get an answer to the one, the one that I'd like preferably, that I know that there's something there for me that will more than likely surpass what I could even think is there. And not in a, you know, big white light kind of do, 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 but asking like, we don't, we, we don't really know who we are fully. Like we're always reclaiming parts of ourselves. And to me, it's that reclaiming the retrieving off myself. And sometimes it is outside of ourselves, but a lot of times it's inside of us. Do you know, like that we're finding those parts that were already there. Like you said, the seeds, they were already there, like, but we, we didn't know how to water them. We weren't taught how to water them. We forgot they were there. And then the beauty of the healing journey is that we get to find them. You know, like we get to go, oh my God, I, I used to, you know, you hear it like we, as adults would go, oh yeah, I used to love doing that. You know, or that, that's where I used to lose track of time. But then I became an adult and then I started counting time. <laughs> Do you know, like where we, we get lost in those little spaces. So it's finding those pockets again, I think. Like, yeah. Mm. But it is a juicy one. Yeah. And I mean, it, it's called a journey. Yeah. Another highway. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's not linear and it's, you know, right, left and up, down and spiraling around. Um, yeah. It doesn't matter how fast also, you go on that. It doesn't matter how fast you go on that road either. It's not going to get you there any faster. No. And I think that that's a really, I think that's a really important um, part. Um, there is a, there's a book on yoga I'm reading at the moment. Um, again, it's actually astrology and yoga. Um, and it's connecting the discussion about Kundalini rising and uh, certain transits just for those who are interested in it. But what she speaks about is, is the urge to, to, to get to a kind of spiritual awakening, you mm. know, these days very quickly in the Western world. And from an astrological point of view as well, and I, you know, when you're looking at certain transits and certain, you know, planetary returns, these cycles, these cosmic cycles that really play out in our consciousness, there is a, there's a, there's a, there's a universal or divine timing. There's a sense of timing in there mm -hmm. that sometimes when we're trying to, you know, step into that full wisdom too early, too soon, it's, it's overloading our circuitry mm -hmm. system. And, um, and so there's this to me in the healing journey then as well as like, you know, if I'm thinking of a journey as in a, a road trip, you know, it's the, it's not just about getting there. There's an art in, in a road trip, right? There's mm -hmm. an art in making, the trip there beautiful and to know when to stop and know when to refuel and know when you know take pictures with your friends and have memories in the way along you know and mm -hmm. and also sometimes being open to you know get taken off the path that you thought was this path straight ahead so there is that adventurous spirit to it um i think as well in terms of uh, the, the journey but um healing i think the word can be sometimes like triggering for some people um, and so sometimes I liken that word of healing also as an awakening. And you were saying that as well, you know, awakening to dormant capacities within you. They've always been there on some level. You're aware of them on some mm -hmm. level. You, you know, there's a, it's a remembrance really of, of that, but in our busy, in our conscious mind, uh, and also in our conditioned mind, and also in the way we've learned to cope from a young age on and how we express ourselves, how we, we thought this is working. Um, we are sometimes blinded to those rooms. There's this analogy of um, your sense of self being actually when you're born in this beautiful castle, but then, you know, you have these visitors that are coming past and then tell you that, oh, this room, you know, that's not appropriate. And mm. that room is too untidy. And, you know, and so you go around and lock off these rooms in your castle until eventually you forget that you're living in a castle and you believe you're living in this one bedroom apartment. And so to me, the healing journey or the awakening journey mm. really is taking life's invitations to see those rooms that we've closed off. Um, and then, you know, begin to slowly uh, open them up again and see what they have for us. So eventually that we remember viscerally in our body, the, the castle that we actually are rather than the one bedroom apartment. Um, so, so yeah, um, the healing journey, it's, it's in that way, it's, it just entails so much to me. It's life. That is. It's living life consciously. No, it's, it's. It's, it's happening in every moment, like, but it is just like, 
we sometimes think like life is linear. So if I, if I am good, then I will get mm. X, you know, like, so I shouldn't feel pain, bad things shouldn't happen. And I think that's a really toxic thing that we've sort of been taught or read in books or wherever we picked it up at, like, where else this is just, this is life. Like, do you know, like, but we get to choose and how we take it and how we move through it, how we grow through it, how we evolve through it. And it's not that we meet everything with a pretend smile as and I'm awakened and that's all, this is all okay, do you know, like, but that we, we actually are honest with ourselves, do you know, as and God, yeah, I'm really upset. This, this is really tough. This, I don't, I don't know how the hell I'm going to get through this one or as in, oh God, this is, I'm actually navigating this fine. I'm actually surprising myself. God, I didn't think I would react in this way. Do you know, like, so it's, it's life. Like, and I think like when I first started on this path, like I'm not going to name eight years, <laughs> a long time ago. <laughs> it was like coming through a massive period of grief since I was very little. Like, so I was holding that for a long time. But the the books I had read to that date gave the impression that you awaken and then that's it. You know, like that. Then you're then you're nearly done in a sense. But life's going to be life is going to be like one of those cartoons where the birds start singing and you start dancing with them, like. And I was sat there going, where the F are the birds? And I'm still not dancing. And it wasn't until like years later, like, and I could, kept hitting roadblocks because I was like, I just, I can't fake the happiness like, because there's so much grief inside me that I realized, okay, this is a cycle. Like, do you know, like, but like, I have to be with the, the shadow part as much as the light part. Like I have to meet both sides of myself. I have to meet that grief and not pretend it's happiness like and made it for the sad child it was like and that's when really the healing started like and then it was years before I got to a place where it felt like I said to somebody recently that grief cycle was 12 years and then they went shit and I went I go it doesn't mean all cycles are 12 years ago that one was a particularly big cycle <laughs> do you know like I go other cycles maybe three months three weeks do you know like but that was 12 years before I seen whoa a big you know I seen loads of small differences but a big landed difference or within for some people it could be around their fear and security where they come to place where oh this is a new level of this is the new normal I don't have to like that maybe the fight or flight that I was in for so long has shifted and grown and it's maybe not gone entirely but it's a different level and then I have this new normal to adjust to like and to me it's like you know this we're learning to accept that it's all parts well like and then how I meet them then and the tools I have to walk through them and the people I have to walk with me to show me and go to me you're okay you can get through this you can face those closed doors they're not the big scary hairy monster that you think they are let's take the torch out and put a little bit of light into them. So just because you mentioned that, um, what do you think in terms of the healing journey, in terms of the importance of having, you know, teachers, guides, mentors, what sort of the work that's required for us individually, where we need to engage in with other people, um, just to dissect that a little bit, what are sort of your thoughts on, on that? Repeat that to me, Sabella, because you just broke up, my dear, oh. sorry. So um, just on the notion of the, because you brought up teachers and, you know, people hold the space for you. So just be curious too, if you have some thoughts for, um, for us and in terms of when is it helpful or when would it be uh would you recommend for people to engage you know with teachers with guides with mentors versus that part of the healing journey where we are you know mostly navigating circumstances and experiences ourselves because there is that difference right there is this um having a practice having a daily self-practice having an awareness starting to take responsibility for certain experiences within ourselves um and then there are these parts that seem, they seem bigger, that seem to be just yeah. often too big of a chunk to take on. And we sometimes, I find we sometimes don't notice that necessarily, you know, where that, where that line is. But um, yeah, what are your thoughts about those two different themes and how to navigate them or how to tie them even together, the work that you do with a mentor, a teacher? Yeah, yeah. Or somebody else. Like, yeah, 
for for me having teachers is such an important part of my journey for me personally um and it's never because they have the answers um they're all brilliant teachers but like it's not going to a place of i don't believe i have the answers it's more to help me to actually go deeper or for me when i'm with somebody like or as i'd say people when they come to me or when i'm chatting about healing it's a place where you get to lay all your cards on the table and you sometimes won't do that and our, our family and friends sometimes shouldn't have to do that for us because they're not maybe qualified or their natural instinct is to they want to fix or help us like they want you to be better asap because they just might not know what to do with it so the beauty of having a teacher or mentor or whatever it might be or therapist is that we have a space to go to and go this is the crazy that's going on in my head and i don't when i say crazy i'm just like being lighthearted about it, but asking this is what's running through my head this is like, I've been doing my practice. I've been maybe meditating on it. I've been journaling on it. Maybe I've been doing Reiki on it. Whatever my practices have been, I've been looking at this. I still cannot see what the heck is going on. And then you have someone to sort of help you pull those, like it's like a ball of wool. You know, you get that ball of wool. It's just all tangled up with 12 other colors in it. And you're going, you see a few strings loose and you're like, I think that's the one. And you start pulling it. Everything else gets tighter. Then you start pulling maybe the red one, it gets tighter again. And you're just like, I don't, I don't know where to start. And to me, that's where a teacher, a mentor, a therapist comes in. You go, I've done the best I can. I've pulled all the strings. Nothing's loosening. Everything's actually getting tighter. You know, so when you talk it through, when you sit and reflect it to somebody, they're able to reflect it back to you, like maybe in a different way, or sometimes just by voicing it out, we get to have access to it on a deeper level or see it very differently than we would maybe if we're just mulling through in our mind or if we're writing it down by speaking it or somebody reflecting the words back to us or hearing us in a very different way that we get to peel away the layers that we sometimes aren't able to do ourselves because like I'm doing this work a long time like and I still turn to my teachers like I would never be naive enough to think I can I don't need anybody you know, because we need community. We need, we always need someone who's, when I say further down the road, not that they're better than us, but they've walked that path. Like, so they have that deep empathy and understanding for where we're at. Like, but they're also not going to go, you have to do it the way I do it or the way I did it. That they can go, okay, I, I know that's like a shithouse of a place to be in the dark night of the soul. Or yeah, that's really tough when you're going through grief. Yeah, like, why wouldn't you cry? You know, like, why wouldn't you feel angry? Why wouldn't you be experiencing X, Y, Z? You know, to have that honesty, but then they can also help you find what what resources you have within you or what maybe resources you maybe need outside of you to bring in, like, and that's the beauty for when I go to the people I go to, it's, they'll always just reflect back to me, but they always, I always know I'll find what I need in me for it, but I maybe just can't find it myself at that minute, like, so, and I think in every healing journey, especially when we're first starting out, there is that, like, you know, there is the hero's journey, like where the, there's the awakening. And then it's like, oh, I'm awake and I'm so conscious and I've got this. And then we might have a teacher and they're like, yeah, I, I've learned this and I've studied this and I've, I've got this. And then we go home and we're doing our practice and then we're like, oh, excuse my language. I won't curse, but like, oh my God, <laughs> stuff's coming up. So I'm going to drop the practice. I'm going to put on the little sort of blindfold again and going to try and edge my way back into what my life was and then we're realizing my ass doesn't fit in that chair anymore and then that's maybe when we hopefully will go back out to find someone who can help us go okay that's a natural part of the healing journey because mm. i think we're in the high sometimes of the awakening that we think it's going to stay there but then there ha- there will be because that's where we're in the training ground so we'll get the little here there's like lesson like you know like super mario games you're on level one game b and then you're like you're like i finished i've got all the coins and then you're like oh my god i'm on level two oh, i don't know this game <laughs> what about you Savala? yeah um <laughs> definitely i mean teachers 
to me, a really good teacher can really point out your blind spots mm-hmm. and it can do it with a lot of kindness, but with yes. so much honesty. And I still remember in my body when those, you know, teachings landed, um, I remember my reaction to them and, uh, by nature, quite defensive, <laughs> That's not true like that. you know, so having a teacher that can, um, that loves you enough and then has enough experience um, and who is not afraid to pointing those things out, yeah. you know, a teacher who isn't, he's kind, but does not depend on you liking the mm-hmm. teacher. I think that is such a powerful connection mm-hmm. where they can teach choose and um in a, in a in a in a very honest way you know so it's that project where, where you know you just like resist that or you're like no 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 i've sorted that i've been there or you know no i you know no and no that that's sort of my first reaction when a teaching really lands it's like no no really not and then i'm going mm-hmm. home the whole time you know for the next six months i'm like yeah i know she's right yeah i know i hear that but no <laughs> and it just kind of ripples in but to me to me teachers in one way yeah pointing out the blind spots the big the, the especially those big direction changes um yeah. And I notice anytime that has settled in, uh, for me, it just takes, takes a little while for it to settle in. And that's when my life and, and my decision-making has changed in a way that's, that's affecting everything in my life. So I'm really, really grateful for those teachers for, 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 for doing that. Uh, the other aspect as well for teachers is sometimes you don't know in how much pain you are. Sometimes you just think that's just the way life is supposed to feel. And mm-hmm. having a teacher and give you context and going like, no, you're just literally going through X, Y, Z. This is that experience that you're having um, can then be really, really helpful. So you have more compassion to yourself. And so having a mentor, a teacher, a guide mm. in that way has worked for me both. You know, the, the teacher that you don't, that you love, but you don't really don't like in that moment <laughs> because they point at something yeah. that you don't want to see or didn't, you know, even know it was there. And then having that just incredible support where, you know, your feelings, your, your, that illumination of, no, this is, this is actually a big process. This mm-hmm. one is a big process that I'm going through, you know, um, that otherwise you may have just bottled up and gone, oh, yeah, you know, life is just a little difficult right now. Um, and, and having, having a mentor then who can guide you through that, you can go like, mm-hmm. okay, now you've got this you, I know you, these are the yeah. tools and I'm just highlighting them for you again, pull from there. But then also here, over here, a couple of tools that, you know, you didn't need up till now, you weren't ready for it, whatever language you want to use, but here they are now, this is the time for you to be initiated into mm. a different expansive experience of yourself. And that includes the, what we often call not so favorable emotions, you know, it's, mm. it's, it's both sides and really what we've been initiated to. And I think the healing journey in that way. And opens us up to have more dimensionality really within us so we can hold more. And so mm-hmm. there is healing happening even while we're not seemingly in an inverted comma here, um, feel happy. <laughs> you know, the healing journey is not something to arrive at this happy place forever. Um, it's, it's a continuous journey up and down and having teachers okay. and mentors there, I think they can just remind you of that, that this process is normal, you know, mm-hmm. This is where you're at. And yeah. so I think having both, and they can also, you know, then go like, no. And that's also a really good teacher. It's like, no, you actually don't need me here to do the work for you. This is the time for where you go home yeah. and you sit with that, you know, but that can only come when you have built a relationship with a teacher or mentor, which, which I think is, is just so important and so, so helpful to have that, but it's not necessarily something that we do uh, in the Western world. If I yeah. think of, you know, ancient yoga teachings and teachers, not that everything was better in the East and, and, yeah. and thousands of years ago, uh, but just in terms of tradition, uh, we, we live in a culture where there's a lot more, you know, dropping classes. And so even as a student myself, it can be, it can be hard to have that, con- that feeling of uh, continuity, yeah. you know, and then working with one or two teachers for a while, can give you that containment and you can really figure out what's happening here and then you can move on to other teachers. So it's not about exclusivity that you just stay with one teacher, one guru for the rest of your life. And if you find the fit, perfect, go with that. But it's never, that has never been something that's sat really well with me. Mm. 
there was always something in a lineage or in a tradition where when I buy into this 90% all really resonates, but there were 10% that made me not, you know, I just couldn't. And so even though I may have uh, gotten the accreditation from that particular lineage, uh, it's something that I then teach under, for example, for that 10%. Um, But Overall, I think it's really important to have some continuity with one or two teachers or three teachers or in different lineages. Yeah. So there's, there's, even though we were talking about the healing journey being an up, down, right, left, and sometimes we don't know where it's going. If you have teachers, I think that you can rely on, you can be a little more willing possibly to surrender into wherever that path is leading you. But if you have no support system, if you're breaking apart on the inside, if you have no support system mm. on the outside, it's very, very hard to just, you know, go with what unfolds in front of you. So to me, there's a direct connection, the more stability I have out of that containment from teachers and mentors, as well as my own practice, yeah. Yeah. the more willing I am, the safer I feel into allowing myself to f- fall into the unfoldings of life, which sometimes are beautiful and sometimes are just absolutely jarring to every yeah. aspect of ourselves. Um yeah yeah and like as you said like it's it's never one or two teachers like i have i have two main two three two and a half two to three main teachers like two and a half three like you know but two that two and a half i'd like two to explore half, yeah, that no, we leave one, one i'm just getting to know you see so it's a half at the moment <laughs> but i have two that like it just they're my go-to's like that way but i don't go to them like every week or even that regularly but i know they know me do you know, like they know me that way. So they know the games I will play with me that way. Like, and they, they will both always reflect me, you know, like you, you know, this, you've got this, you can do this. And I'm like, oh yeah, I know that there, but I, I actually just need a sounding board <laughs> and I'm willing to pay for that sounding board because I know that sounding board will be deeply listening to me that way like, and catch maybe the words that I didn't catch, even though I know to catch them for other people. I maybe not hear my, I might not hear my own that way. So it's that lovely, just the repeating of a word. I'm like, ah, and I, I can hear myself in my sessions, walk myself into it. And I'm like, oh yeah, I did think that, but I forgot that months ago. I, for, I forgot about that. And now that I'm saying it and I then listen to myself and they're repeating it back to me, ah, the penny drops. You know, and it's the, uh, to me, it's the relationship, but never in a hierarchy and never in a dependent way, but as in this, just they're holding the space, this container. And because I know them and I trust them and that relationship is built, I will go in warts and all, and I'm not afraid of being judged or of them, you know, down the road saying X, Y, Z, or do you remember that time you were like this here or whatever? It's never mentioned. You know, no matter where I see them outside of those settings, like, and to me, it's that beautiful space, like, and also because I also know enough about healing to know what I project onto them, I hold them myself, <laughs> Do you know, like, so they're showing me parts of me that I would like to embody more and more as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you have people, as I say in class, I go, you'll have people who you go, oh, I need a little hug from, you know, it's not like a lovely little, oh, like, you know, real mothering kind of healing. Oh, Jesus, I know I'm playing, playing the, you know, playing around with myself. So I need a good kick up the back end. So I need to go to Joe for that there possibly. Or I know like I need help with the physical body. I'll go for so-and-so to that. I maybe know I need to talk things through. I'll go for that there, you know, so it's lovely that we have these different resources to pull from then like. Because mm. different people give us different things. Yeah. And also in terms of, you know, doing it proactively. I think that's also, we were talking about a little bit about that in the self-practice as well. But, you know, it, when it comes to in the healing journey of engaging, sometimes it's, um, you know, to me, it's not just waiting till the S-H-I-T. Yeah. <laughs> we might need to, yeah, these words might come up. I don't know. <laughs> just the podcast setting um but when when that that stuff just just comes comes up you know um not just looking for healing then but also you know seeing mentors teachers and doing your own work um when things seem easy or when things are easy when they are buoyant you know because it's i think healing can be 
I mean, we talked at the beginning about the idea of it's, it's being an awakening as yeah. well. You know, we can look at it f- f- um, through that lens as well. But when we're looking at, you know, talking about the healing journey, it could be such an invitation. Just go, I need to wait till something is wrong with me or feels yeah. wrong. And then I'm engaging with my teachers. So I think there's very much the invitation also to do the healing, healing journey yeah. also goes into, well, can you really taste the honey? Like, can you really yeah. smell the roses? Because mm-hmm. there are these openings in our lives that are beautiful, where things go easy, where things are like, where we are buoyant in everything we do. Doors open before we even knock on them. And can we really let that in? You know, can yeah. we really s- let that settle into, into ourselves? Because that is also what will carry us through the darker times. Yeah. And yeah. the darker times will inform those beautiful times in terms of meaning in terms of to really, you know, we're coming mm-hmm. without going way off here, but there's this, this quality. Again, we talked about that beforehand where, you know, death is really informing our capacity to live fully and mm. a conversation with one always entails a conversation with the other. And so going through the dark times, yes. Um, but the healing journey is also about, you know, feeling life fully being vibrant yeah. when the, the vibrancy is naturally, um, naturally there. Um, so, um, two sort of questions. I was like, so briefly, <laughs> what is it really that we're healing? You know, I mean, we touched on it. And then also maybe towards the end, we might talk a little bit about, you know, certain, you know, if somebody feels drawn to, to is like, okay, call to, okay, I need to actually engage consciously with the healing journey because, you know, I mean, the healing journey is happening all the time, in my opinion. It's yeah. just a question whether we engage in it or not. But yeah, just, just to come back to what is it that we're really healing? Ourselves? <laughs> it's a trick question. <laughs> um, we're healing ourselves. Like we're healing, like you can go in to the different levels. Like you can go separation. We're healing separation. We feel so separate from ourselves, from the world, from the cosmos, from nature, from our soul, from, from everything. Like you could look at it from the perspective of we're healing the inner child, you know, because that is what is living through us and reacting to different things. Like, um, and for me, you can get lost in what you're healing all the different parts, like, you know, your nervous system, you're healing that, like you're healing the physical body, you're f- healing the, the mental body, like, and you're healing all the wounds that we've collected over this life stream and previous life streams, if we believe in them, we're healing our ancestral ancestors. We're like, it's, it's a big long list. I'll probably scare the crap out of somebody who's maybe listening about healing for the first time. But to me, it's like, rather than looking at what, what, what we're trying to let go of, what are we inviting in? Like, and it's just more of ourselves. Like, so we're healing ourselves. We're inviting in more of who we are on an innate level, the beauty that we hold. We're inviting in more of our, our energetic blueprint. We're inviting more who, who we were the moment we were born, what we signed up to do, whatever it might be. Like, but we're healing ourselves. Like, but we're really just gaining access. It's like one of my teachers, we're revealing more of ourselves to ourselves. Mm. And I just, I love that. Cause I'm like, that's it. Like, and another teacher will go, we're retrieving ourselves. Like, and they're my two favorite ways of looking at it. Like, you know, it's just like, we're retrieving ourselves from the places that we've left ourselves, Do you know, like, and that's okay because that's okay. That way, but that's the beauty of the work is that we're bringing ourselves back home. Mm. You know, like, um, and we live a very good life with those parts sort of not retrieved, but then imagine the quality of life we live with each little part of ourselves we bring back or each little part we reveal to ourselves. Like, I think that's a really interesting aspect that you just mentioned that we're also in a way okay with the, you know, so far, I think this is, yeah. you know, what I was alluding to at the beginning, we're not really broken as such, you know, because yeah. we made it this far in life and yeah, it was handbrake on and foot on the throttle all mm. the way. Um, but, but we've made it this far yeah. so because I think sometimes there's a hesitation of, you know, engaging with healing because it has healing sometimes I think has like a little bit of a bad rep or yeah. like, you know, there's a lot of fear attached yeah. it's partly rightly. So, I mean, as well, but, um, it's, it's all, you know, it's like, what is our definition of it and what do we understand, you know, in it? 
but this this idea i think that we've made it this far is hugely empowering you mm-hmm. know and that we weren't supposed to unpack or heal whatever we feel called yeah. to healing and unpacking now five years ago you know we're not we haven't stepped wrong we're not the bold yeah. child we're you know we're not being given out to by life it's you know, it's, we made it this far. It's really just about realizing that you've had the handbrake on or maybe five yeah. handbrakes on. And it's maybe just releasing it a little bit and you go, whoa, I can actually step off the gas pedal a little bit. So which then feels in our body that life becomes a little yeah. lighter. I get to yeah. the same place that I've been getting this far with less effort, with less exhaustion, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think then in time, as we release those handbrakes, then there's the choice of going, okay, I can get this far as far as I've always gotten with a lot less, you know, uh, abrace, abrasion and mm. a lot less exhaustion. And, or I can gather that extra energy that I have now available to create a different life if I yeah. choose so, if that's yeah. what, I, what I want, you know? Or I can just enjoy having a little bit of extra reserve energy within within us. I mean, that's the other thing. I think that's and that that's beautiful mm-hmm. and that's empowering, you know. And so, to me, that idea of the healing journey and and engaging in the healing journey to me is yes, it is hard at times, and it can be, you know, the, revealing the truth in mm-hmm. that way can be, you know, um, maybe scary as well. Um, but also what I feel the more intimately we're engaging with the healing journey and the more regular we are in touch with it, we know that not every time we have to process something, it's a big chunk. Yeah. And it, it, we also want to begin to understand once we've processed something, our capacity to process and our belief in our, in our own abilities grows. And mm-hmm. this then ripples through how we see life. And so what may have overwhelmed us beforehand, not only is maybe now easier to address for us, not only because we have more energy, but also how we see ourselves, how we feel within ourselves, Mm. how we show up, how we bring ourselves into the world, I think has changed. And so there is um, so much possibility and engaging in the healing journey consciously, because it is happening all of the time. Anyway, we're built we're beautifully built. We're built to heal. We're built to come back to wholesomeness from the most physical level to the most subtle aspects. So, um, any thoughts on if someone wants to engage or feels like there, there's something that's bigger that they want to take a chunk, you know, and, and, and digest it. Any, any directions you would give, uh, the listener, or if there Mm. is somebody that is even just, um, curious about you know how to connect to that when do they know they're on a healing journey when they're engaging (laughs) not in it anything sort of like you know if that has sparked any sort of interest Uh, like how do i take it from here you know yeah i had a a client this week we've worked just a couple of sessions and i went i've just decided i have to f and accept that i'm on this healing journey and i was like yeah you do that would be the first step um you know because there's just so much resistance to wanting things to be different in a very quick way like sort of thing like that was the revealing like or the unraveling and stuff but like so for people who are sort of looking to maybe consciously engage with that are wondering where to start obviously it's like yeah you can pick up your books like do you know go go for a book and all Derek I would go for something that's maybe a little bit more juicy than certain books of course not gonna gonna name names but um, i maybe go for something like something that's maybe just not very mainstream possibly start there like not like so you're getting a different perspective or a different way of looking at things like um look up find out kind of get inquisitive about yourself about what you'd like to learn what interests you like do you want to access it through the mental body do you want to access it through the emotional body the energetic body try different things Try them more than once, because once you're only dipping a toe in that way. Um, know that it's okay not to enjoy everything, but find your own like sort of access point for them. Um, what works for you will not work for your friend. What worked for your friend may not work for you. But try little things because I think it's the only way to know. Like, but also lean into the ones sometimes that poke you a little bit. That you, so you said no. The teacher like yeah whatever. Yeah, that's not right. And then three weeks later, yeah, I knew that was right, but I didn't want to admit it. Kind of sometimes, sometimes with maybe classes or people we go to or practices we might be learning or studying or reading about, if they kind of maybe sometimes poke, sometimes it's, it's just because they're not resonant. But other times there's a little, there's something in this for me, like, and then 
what else would I suggest then? Like one of the things I would say is trust the time and off at all. Healing doesn't have a time. Sometimes we're ripe for the picking and other times we're getting ready to be ripe for the picking. So it's to allow that space. Like, But one of the things that I find is like the very first step, and I see it for a lot of people who will become, become aware of the thoughts, the stories, the ego, the running commentary that is in our heads all of the time that we don't hear. And recently I sort of heard from so many people They've just gone, oh my God, I can't get over what's running through my head all the time. And they go, I've never heard it before. And I went, yeah, you might not have consciously heard it, but your body was responding and playing that out and how you maybe reacted to yourself, to other people. So observing the little stories, even naming them, giving them all little names so you know which one's Moni Mary, which one's Scaredy Sarah, sort of thing. Like, you know, so also because you're then giving yourself space between them, like, um, other little ones would be obviously inner child work. There's loads of different ways of doing that there, like, but just connecting to that part of yourself. Like, but for me, the simplest thing, if you're sort of wondering how to engage in your healing journey is just to start to go, okay, I want to do this. And to, as you said, not be afraid of it because there's nothing to be afraid of. Like we've all survived it. We're sitting here talking. We're still surviving it. Like, do you know, like, so, and, I can look back and people go to me, how do you know this stuff works? I go, because I know, I remember who I was 15, 16 years ago. And I'm not the same person. I'm in no way perfect. I'm in no way 100% enlightened. I'm not going to play that game with myself that way. Like, you know, but I know who I was. I know the emotions that ran through me. I know the thoughts that ran through me. I go, but they're not me anymore. That's how I know. And I'm 100% happier. And that's how I know. So it's for me, it's people just hop on the train, trial and error and enjoy the journey. That's a bit of a ramble probably, but enjoy it. <laughs> Savala, what about you? Um, I just got lost listening to, the, <laughs> to you there. This was my, my ramble. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it was like... Uh, <laughs> Deter, um, <Deter. laughs> So, I mean... You mentioned earlier, we, we oftentimes, you know, it's, it's the thoughts that are so predominant and um, this could be one lens to go in. Um, and I teach that oftentimes in, in, in a retreat setting, uh, journaling around the questions of um, both the light and the dark. So what is it that I'm passionate about? You know, yeah. what is it that I'm um, intrigued by? What is it that gives me joy? Um, nice. spending a little bit of time there and so sometimes this can be the entryway into the healing journey through through the the lighter side if, if you yeah. choose so and then also journal around what is it you know what patterns what scripts what sort of ways of showing up where do I see a self-sabotage myself you know where the same type of patterns keep showing yeah. up and I wake up and I think that's a good, good approach. And then at the end of the day, I'm going like, oh yeah, that was, you know, like you said, give them a name, you know, that, that was such and such a head through the wall again, you know? Um, and for those of you who have a, an, an, a physical asana practice, for example, this is such a beautiful tool because you can do pattern recognition. You look, how am I approaching certain things on the mat? Yeah. You know, how do I, sh when, when some, when I'm overwhelmed with a pose, how do I show up and then look for, well, when I'm overwhelmed in life, Am I also getting frustrated? Is that the same correlation? You know, if I'm getting bored with a pose, what is it that I'm projecting onto the teacher, onto the pose, onto the style? When I'm getting bored in life, what am I projecting onto it? And mm. so I think that gives us a lot of insight to start sort of playing around with sort of the basics of, you know, what am I connected to the patterns that some of the patterns that seem to, you know, the handbreakers. Yeah. Uh, but then also am I, you know, connected with, with, with the light side and you know that which gives me joy because sometimes it's a disconnect to that you know and so the healing journey could be through um on a retreat years ago um we were in morocco and in there was actually a a grand piano in uh, just mm. outside um where we had dinner and we, we we did that writing exercise a few hours before that and just somebody was playing the piano and was coming down from my room it's gorgeous nothing and thought somebody from from the retreat space you know was and then come down it was one of one of the girls from the retreat and mm. 
And we just sat there on the steps and because I didn't want to interrupt, so just sat out of her sight for a while uh, and then walked down. And she said, yeah, she did that work, that work with um, what is it that I'm passionate about? And in combination, we did a little, this analogy with the castle I was describing mm. early on, we did a visualization around that. And she was like, you know, I've just totally forgot that I love playing the piano. I learned this as a child. I'm not particularly good, but, you know, I just forgot and yeah. so she just literally because it was there she just sat down there and started to play and and to me that is also the healing journey so leaning mm. into those things you know what are you curious about what are you passionate about uh, and engaging with those um starting to do pattern recognition um and then also just sometimes when you have a good friend and what i mean by a good friend is that is um, like a good teacher that can call you out in your bs <laughs> you know very lovingly and kindly you can have a conversation with your friend and go like you know where where do you see me constantly turning around in circles you know where i'm yeah. threading water like where am i just not moving tripping myself up etc and you know you, you want to before you engage in that with a friend you want to make sure it's a solid relationship <laughs> Mm-hmm. and that you're willing to you know hear what yeah. they may have to say so it has to be one of those relationships yeah. you know um but if you have one of those relationships um this can be a really beautiful way into both uh you engaging in the healing journey and also actually deepening that relationship because mm-hmm. that can be when you can do this for one another the the level of intimacy in in a friendship but also the level of uh trust can just go right at and to have somebody to link back into your accountability piece at the beginning to have somebody that is on the journey with you that begins to understand the ups and downs with you is just really mm-hmm. really helpful so uh there will be sort of the two the two sides um having a friend and then also doing you know a lot of writing work the intellectual journey yeah. around in addition to all the things you said yeah. beautiful beautiful Lovely. So I hope listeners that has given you a little bit to chew on, <laughs> um, digest it. Uh, as we say at every episode, um, any questions, give us a shout or any feedback, give us a shout. Um, but for the big takeaway, I think from both of us would be to remember the lightness, the joy, the ecstasy that is available through this journey, during this journey, and not just at the end of it, like, and to, enjoy the process of getting to know yourself on all the different levels like yeah so gorgeous so we look forward to seeing you on the next episode and we thank you for your lovely presence during this one so enjoy the rest of your week and we see you soon see you soon bye bye we'd like to thank you for listening to the earth school podcast hosted by rosie mcnally and bb Dallin. If you'd like to find out more about the podcast, you can follow us on Instagram. Or if you'd like to learn more about our individual work, you can check us out on our websites, bbdalman.com and thethirstysoul.com.